This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion Captain is advised. Yes. Alrighty. Um, good afternoon. I'm Leon Davis. I have been having a, a unique opportunity with this uh, mixing board today. So um, do me a favor, Warren. Can you mute yourself and go to my page and see if the video and the audio is all fine? Sure, will do. I appreciate that. Because that's going to be important uh, for, in order for people to hear us. As I said, we are having some issue. So I, I will share, uh, just to make conversation, I will share the insanity that was my mixing board this morning. Plugged it in, no lights. No lights. Brand new mixing board isn't even, I think, two months old. Not, maybe not even be a month old. Um, and so no lights. <clears throat> now, it's been working pretty fantastic up to this point. So I unplugged it. I plugged it back in. Mixing board. Um, then, <laughs> uh, whereas the Leonard and, and Warren's audios should come in on a separate channel, their audio is coming in on my mic. Don't know how that was working out. Can't can't, can't be sure it's uh not a Windows issue, can't be sure it's not a mixing board issue. How are we doing, Warren? So we're not, there's no echo, there's no, but the picture's good, the audio's good. All righty, then we'll get back to the show, we'll do it, and um, life is good. So good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, or good afternoon, we should say. <laughs> your Your mic is off, Warren. So, um, welcome to Friday, March the 26th. And on Fridays, we have a more of a free form. We don't pick a particular topic. Everybody has an opportunity to select a topic that of interest for them. And then we just start discussion, uh, discussing that. Are you, is your mic hot now, Mike, uh, Warren? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. I can hear you. So anyway. I can hear you. <laughs> all right all right mr funny bones well you know if you don't make fun of yourself man you just go crazy sometimes so and i need to try it so who if you lead a door with leon he's gonna come through it you, you know it <laughs> you know, yeah my sense of humor my sense of humor is pretty unique if you leave me an opportunity, man, I'm gonna make a joke out of it. Hey, Leon, uh, uh, no, Leonard, he he's doing good. I I yeah. say we send him down to Georgia now and see if he can do some good down there. Ah, you 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 are. In I don't know if anybody be do good down there. I don't know if the Russian army can do any good. So you, you uh, you're making reference to the 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 governor signing the most restrictive. Mm -hmm. Um. Most restrictive voting rights, yeah, in the country, yeah. So, so yeah. 
my introduction, I, I, I didn't even know that this was going on, that, that they were, that the bill had be, even been proposed <clears throat> and that he was supposed to sign it. So my introduction to the whole thing was in the mornings preparing for the show, I go out, I read the news and I get those headlines that I place in the news plus section at the bottom of the screen. And um, as you can see, uh, police arrest Georgia lawmaker as governor signs law overhauling election elections. Okay. That was on NPR. And so uh, there's a video attached with it and you get to see her uh, standing there trying to knock on the door and she's saying he's in there uh, trying to disenfranchise folks. And uh, then you can see them as they, they take her away. So m my introduction to that whole issue was watching this, politician get arrested for knocking on a door did you did you see that yeah i saw the video so so what was yeah, I saw the video yesterday oh you so it was yesterday that this happened yeah all of this happened yesterday yesterday evening yes right. i found about it on uh twitter and somebody had posted a link to a video and they they didn't actually show her knocking on the door. They just showed the cops dragging her away, pretty much. Yeah, they just showed the cop a bunch of cops around her dragging her away. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the the governor, you know, got up and said, "Well, when we go to secure elections, they were called racist, and there was not a problem with the secure election." But it was just to, it was just to make sure that people that didn't vote the way you wanted them to vote can vote. Exactly. That's what all of that. That's what all of that was. And like part of that law, they took away the control from the county voting boards and gave all the power to the to the uh, legislature of the state. They criminalize you if you come up and uh, give people some water or something to eat because there's old people standing in line for hours because they mess with the voting systems to make them have to stand in line for hours. Now you're committing a crime for doing that. Uh, they got rid of Sunday voting, souls to the polls. They... They just they just did a lot of stuff, <laughs> and 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 the 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 funny thing about it was this was all stuff that the Republicans initially put in to to get the vote so that they could vote and get their people in. Now they are taking all this away because the blacks learn the laws and they're using the laws. Well, okay, so so I'd like to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. So in a, in approaching uh, in a in approaching an idea about what is happening, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. So I look and I say, what could possibly cause this governor to sign this law? So there's one aspect of it that uh, that you guys both expressed that they wanted to keep people from voting. Then mm -hmm. there's a then there's the other issue of that 
they feel threatened. And when I say they, I mean um, a certain section of our demographics feels threatened. Now, there, this, this governor represents two different demographic, demographics in our culture, in our society. One demographic is white men, and the other demographic is he's Republican. He's con considered conservative. And so he feels threatened on two different levels. So now, if you, let's, let's take your first premise that, that he did this to stop blacks from voting. So I asked the question, does that fit into being scared? True. That could fit into it. But what, what could also fit into it, considering that blacks are 12% of the population, 13% of the population, and I don't know what they are in Atlanta. I think they're a higher percentage. Much higher in Atlanta. In the Atlanta area. Which I would, I would guess. In the state, in the state of Georgia, Georgia the, I'm sure they're probably much higher. And it's not just blacks. You got to remember it's Hispanics. It's as we are learning here recently. It's Asian folks, and they're going at, and they're going after old folks. So they're going after people that are much more likely to vote Democratic. Well, there. Here, here's here's what I think, <clears throat> because um, they're going after a vulnerable section of society, and and there are white people in that section also. Mm -hmm. So he's not only going to hurt black voters, Latinx voters, Asian voters, some Asian voters, but he's also going to hurt some white voters. But I'm sure they're anticipating that the damage that they do to the white votership is not going to be as significant mm -hmm. as the damage that's going to happen to other groups within that community and mm -hmm. and so trying to understand so if i'm if we if i'm looking at it and i'm saying <clears throat> they're, they're they feel that they're protecting voting in america there's two aspects to that as you say there's not enough evidence to support that there is an immediate threat Well, I wouldn't say that because what they did, it affects people right now. That threat is immediate. For the people that these laws were aimed at, that threat is immediate. It's not, well, it's you not said, something that's coming down the line. It, it's right now. Well, you said... It's right now. You said... Um, 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 that part of part of their argument is that that they were combating election fraud and that there's no not you know any no real um, clear evidence that election fraud exists. So so if they're using that argument and there's no clear election fraud that exists, then there are two possibilities. 
One is they're ignoring the facts. And two is they don't believe the facts. Is that fair? I think I think that I think that's fair. They're, they're doing both things. They're ignoring the facts. And what would you say the second was? They're ignoring the facts they don't, and they're, they're not believing, believing the facts. And you think that they can do both at the same time? Yes. They're ignoring okay. the facts and they don't believe the facts. Correct. In other words, uh-huh. okay, here, here, here's the way I'm saying it. Okay. With the big lie that went, it started a few years ago, where the previous guy goes, if it goes against me, it's fraud. Because I'm supposed to win no matter what. And so if it goes against me, it's fraud, and you got to stop them. You made calls down there, and they got you on video evidence, uh, uh, audio evidence, making two calls to officials to overturn that election. And he's just saying, overturn it because I know I won. But the numbers don't show that. Over 60 cases, over 60 court cases, the numbers don't show. You never provided evidence one time that there was voter fraud. Okay, so, so if, I, if, I, if, I, if I believe that out of 60 cases, you misjudged 60 cases, so if I continue to believe that there was voter fraud and that you rejected my cases without hearing my evidence, then then to me, that would not be evidence. The 60 rejections would not be evidence because I would not accept them because I don't believe that they were fairly rendered. And you would not accept it because in those 60 cases, in all 60 cases, you were given the chance to present your evidence, and you never presented it. Okay. You never presented evidence. So here's and one what... of the people, and one of the people you got going around saying that I got this evidence, I can't wait to show you. She's coming back now and saying, oh, nobody who had any reasonableness, any reasonable person would have believed what I was saying. So she's using that as a defense for herself now. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. You know, you kind of so made your point. Again, you, you showed made your point, Leonard. And every time. You made your point. Okay. Okay. Here's how I see it you've got this is basically the Republican Party or whatever you want to call them, conservatives that are implementing these changes, this bill that they ran through. So you have the leadership, people at the top, people that wrote the bill, and then you have all the people that support them. You got a huge group of people. But the people at the top, the leadership, people in public office, they're not dumb people. They have the facts. They have the data. So you can't say they don't know. They're ignoring it. But at the same time, they're spewing all of these lies and manipulating the people that support them 
and they're the ones that really don't know. Okay. I think they're the less intelligent ones. Okay. And so I'm not saying that you're wrong. Okay. I'm saying, shouldn't we, if we're going to understand other people, shouldn't mm-hmm. we give people the benefit of the doubt? As far as we don't always know what, so, so Donald Trump keeps saying the election was stolen from him. Mm -hmm. We believe that there was enough evidence that says it wasn't stolen. True. But we also know that Donald Trump and people who support Donald Trump don't accept the exact same criteria that we use for establishing facts. Give me an example on that. So Donald Trump says the election was stolen. Mm-hmm. He believes that there was boxes of um, ballots that were pulled mm-hmm. out from under tables. Mm-hmm. So the news says these. this is a normal occurrence. This is not unusual. Nothing to untoward happened here. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't trust that. So he's not going to believe that that's the case. So mm-hmm. whereas we've accepted that as a fact and we move on and we say the election wasn't stolen, he and people like him still believe that those ballots were le- illegitimately counted and that we were just um, trying to uh, re- trying to trying to convince them of something that that they don't know that they know is not true. Do you think they believe that or they're just pushing that lie out there? I think there's some people that believe that. Okay. So you, as we, we haven't talked about conspiracy theories. And one of the things about conspiracy theories is people latch onto things, um, that they can't necessarily, um, give you information counter to to it to the satisfaction of convincing you that they're right so let's take flat earthers if you look at the flat earthers and you and you um and you look at all the evidence and you and i have gone through that okay they have a mountain of evidence that they believe shows that the earth is flat. It's a disc. And now... Did you see that as evidence? Huh? Have you, have you seen this evidence? You, we've, we've shared it with each other. You don't remember that? I remember going over... I remember going over it, but I didn't... I don't remember seeing it as actual evidence. I'm not sure what you mean by is it actual evidence. I don't, remember, I don't remember weighing the evidence on that because it's been a while back. But anyway, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just saying you've. Okay, so so the, the conversation becomes different if I believe you've seen things and you're saying you didn't see them. Because we, we sat and had the conversation on a, a number of times. Um, okay. We sat with um, Adam. Adam, okay. Adam was a big rare earth and we sat and watched videos together 
And, and if yeah. you don't remember that, that's that's fine. I understand that. Yeah, I, re I, I actually don't remember the videos. Okay. And so and so they have a mountain of evidence that they use to um that they use to justify their point. And they believe okay. it. Contrary to all of the other evidence that has been presented that that the earth is round, it's a globe and not a disc, and yet they still hang on to that. And so what I'm okay. saying is those people that believe in election fraud are operating under the same type of, type of mentality. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's the problem with that. They might not believe what, say, the media says or whatever, but there is a system in place that is government approved. It is totally bipartisan. The state and the counties approve everything that's done. And when it comes to their procedures, it, they're fully uh, they're fully guarded. You have Republicans, you have Democrats in the room together. You can't do anything without bipartisanship. I work for the County Board of Elections and I've witnessed this process. So there's no cheating going on from what I've seen here in Missouri. What's going on in, in Georgia? I don't think is any different, but I can't prove that. I mean, when you, when you put together a bipartisan group to handle this you have to trust everybody there so what they're saying is they don't trust their own partisan people on their side that they're doing their job that they're not looking out for the system i don't get it but that's what they're saying they're saying no matter what you do no matter what you say no matter what's done, if it don't come out the way I want it to come out, I'm not going to trust it. That's what that's what they're saying. I'm going to believe what this liar and grifter tells me no matter what. I'm going to believe what these people do no matter what. I'm not I'm not going to believe you because I don't trust government anyway because he says I shouldn't trust government. Even though he's running his life to be in charge of government. Like, see, all of these people, like the Megan McCain's, go out there and say, oh, yeah, I'm a small government conservative. But, yeah, you and the rest of the small government conservatives bust your asses to get in charge of the government. So you can intentionally make it not work. You could jump back and say, see, government don't work. You intentionally make it not work. And that's the thing that's the same thing that happened with all of these laws. That's the same thing will happen with all of these laws now. There's over 240 laws around different states being put in so the GOP can tell you what to do. In other words, even if you vote. And you don't want what we GOP want. We can overtake you and, and call your votes null and void and put our own people in there, no matter what. And how do you fight that? 
So the question How do you fight that? So so the question I asked was coming going back to where I was trying to make the point was is that there is a very real possibility that that he believes what he believes contrary to what evidence has been presented to him and if that's the case we have a different situation to deal with than just believing that he's trying to do it because he wants to disenfranchise folks yeah well to get to get what he's going to say he believes no matter what he has to disenfranchise folks so not only does he have to get to where certain thing certain percentages of the population not be allowed to vote he also has to get a certain percentage that's going to believe him no matter what and the only thing i'm saying is what we have is okay you availed yourself of the court system talking to the previous guy and you made all these things see there's a difference between press conference and court system and he's never produced evidence him nor any of his lackeys have ever produced evidence to show that you had all this voter fraud the only things in the last 10 years that showed it was voter fraud was people by his party in the state of north carolina there's two guys sitting in prison right now because they were shown in that same court system that you produced voter fraud, that you did this, and you ran and, and you ran elections. So he's going to say, no matter what you say, I'm going to vote. I'm going to say I don't believe it, and I, I and I'm even going to get to the point that I turn the violent mob against the government of this country. A, a couple of police officers died because of that. Five people died that day. Two other police officers killed themselves. And because I was in charge of sending help to put down the mob, I didn't do it for a few hours. And so, you know, what, what can you do when that person was put there? And then some more of his buddies sat there when it was time to hold him accountable. They refuse to vote to hold them accountable. They refuse to do it. And now one of them is up here threatening to scorch earth everything if you take away if you take away their portion of of stopping everything, of getting in the middle of everything. I mean I'm 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 of the thought of giving people the benefit of the doubt but in this case i can't because giving them the benefit of the doubt would hurt and destroy a whole lot of people we sit up here fighting we sit up here fighting issues now 
for something that was a, that was fought 50, 60, 70, 100 years ago. They're bringing it back. So, so if you if you don't understand, so so you said you can't give them the benefit of the doubt. So in this instance, them, I can't. So so if you don't give them the benefit of the doubt, then you don't try to delve into what position where where that person is coming from and deal with what is driving that person to do what they're doing. If you're not dealing with that person's inner driving issue, then all you're doing is forcing that person to accept yours. And you're don't like the idea when they force themselves on you. So what I'm trying to do is the attempt is to let's find if we can make a move towards understanding the other individual. Yes, we disagree with what he's done, but he's in a position of, of he's in a position um, where he's taken and done things that we believe are going to be harmful. We believe that. And he's in a position where he's being supported and propped up by people that believes what he believes. So in order for us to get to some place that's mutually beneficial, we do have to understand each other. Do you agree with that? I would agree with that. But how do you get to some place mutually beneficial to somebody when, as you said, they refuse to see anything other than what they see. Okay. In this by case, sure, by making sure that we don't become like them and not seeing what's going on with them. Because maybe sometimes, okay. sometimes resolving the problem isn't about making people see your point but getting them to know you see their point. And then when you do all of that and they still stay stuck on their point, like with the previous guy, as our current president called him, it's not hard to see what he was. He wants to be in control. He wants to run things. He's a, he's a, a dictator, so to speak. He wants what he says to go whenever he says to go it, how he says to go it. There can be no other way. There can be no other, there's no other, there's no other, there's no other thing. There's no other way for him to see. My thing is, if we're going to have what we call compromise, both sides have to give something. You don't get compromised when only one gives something. And the other keeps taking. Only one gives something, and the other keeps taking. You got to have two two sides to say, "Okay, we're both going to give something." And that's so, the Senate. So who, and so that's the had Senate that Joe Biden was part of. Okay, so when you and make Joe a point, Biden, so okay. when you make a point, um, you have a tendency to skip past that point and move on to other points, and people can't address the one point that you give. And okay, and I, and I don't. 
I don't want to curtail you because I think you make a lot of good points, but we can never get to to resolve one point before you move on to the next one. And so I don't know how to, I don't know how to, to have you make a point and then give us an opportunity to address that point. I, I don't know how to do that. I, I've asked, mm-hmm. I've, you know, said something, you know, I've sat and listened. I let you talk. I, you, you made a point and, and, and I, and I want to address that point, and I don't know how to get in. Because if okay. I start talking, you'll keep talking over me. Right. So, so I don't know. So, so you tell me, how do I get there? I'm going to stop now. No, no, I, I want to. Well, what you, what you call run on, uh-huh. I just call giving a few examples of the same point. But uh-huh. I know from now on to only give one example with no, you. No, no, I'm just saying, let me in stop. sometimes. So if I ask you, if I try to, to talk, and I know we should do this off the air, I, I just don't, I want us to have very productive conversations and, and a lot of times I think we do. Okay. Um, the, but the frustrating point is, I'm, I'm, you know, I wanna, there's a particular point I wanna make and I wanna, I wanna say something, I wanna get your feedback and then I wanna say something else and then I wanna get your feedback. And I want to stay on that point because okay. I because I think that that I, I can make a good issue. But what happens is, the minute I let you in, then you then you you don't like to give up the floor. And I and I and I and I don't know how to subtly hmm. do that. So, so I'm asking for your help, and we'll do that off the air. So right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, try to go back to the point that I was talking about. Okay. And then we'll yeah. deal with the other aspects of it later. And because this is live, it, you can't cut it out. It is what it is. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, I, I apologize to you if I am being insensitive. Because that is not what I want to be. Okay. Okay. I want this show to be about providing people with the best information so they can make better, make good decisions. That's that's just what I want. And so I will do the best that I can to try to make sure that that happens. All right. All right. So the okay. point I was trying to make or to get to was a lot of times we accuse people of doing things that we ourselves do. We believe that Donald Trump is a dictator and a blowhard and a uh you know, whatever else. But do we ever really ask ourselves the question is, what if he's not being that? What what if he's trying to do something else? What is it else that he's trying to do? And right now there's only one narrative about Donald Trump. 
one narrative from both sides. One narrative is he's the savior of the planet. The other narrative is he's the worst thing since the, the COVID-19. <laughs> there has to be something in between. There has to be something better. And if we don't make those, uh, don't make it a dichotomy, uh, um, you know, a choice between two choices, then maybe we can get to a better answer. Donald Trump didn't do all bad. So even as a dictator and a bully, he didn't do all bad. Okay. I'm not saying that. But if I can, I want to go back to that original topic that we were trying to cover. You were talking about how do we um, understand one another, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to put it in context of the the conversation we were actually having, which was um, this legislation that was proposed because one party was dissatisfied with the outcome of the election. And I think from my point of view, the party had every opportunity in all fairness that could be given to them to address their grievances through the legal court system. They had umpteen cases, over 60 some odd cases that were practically all turned down and, and deemed unacceptable. They, they failed, they lost. And from there, I don't really know where we go, but now all of a sudden we have legislation designed purely to keep certain people from voting. How do we address that and how do we understand that? I have no idea if that's their goal. Their specific goal seems to be to win at any cost. How do you work with that side of the fence with, with that attitude? And so what I was hoping by getting to a point of trying to understand them is, so we, we, we look at their behavior and, and, it's, and we say it doesn't match the rhetoric that comes out of their mouth. When that happens, okay. that means that there is a disconnect between what they're saying and what they mean. Mm -hmm. Part of that could be our misunderstanding of them. So we talk about coded language in our society, but the people who get the language understand the code. So if I don't understand the code, I'm going to misinterpret what they're saying and what they mean. So by understanding them, then I understand the code. If I just assume that I understand the code, then I'm going to continue to misunderstand them and it's going to continue to be butting heads against them because they're going to have different ideas about it and, and what they mean. So I was hopefully taking an attempt to say, if there's, if we, if we can think of another possibility 
to to explain this person's behavior, the governor's behavior, and the people who are uh, doing what they do. If if we can find another way to interpret it that gives us a possibility of finding a way to communicate with them better. So if they're afraid that that their lifestyle is going to change so drastically by the people voting because they're willing to they're willing to hurt their own he's willing to hurt his own constituents people that voted for him to put into place that law so what would drive a person to do that if it's fear we know fear is irrational Mm-hmm. We know fear is irrational. So, so, so now we can look at it and say, yes, he wants to hold power, but he's also might be afraid. And so if we address the, the I'm afraid issue, then that might curtail some of the other stuff. But power is in is is a is a very alluring aspect of our society. But if we know that somebody's acting out of fear, we can address those fears. But if we if we don't know that they're addre- they're acting out of fear, or we don't know that they're acting out of uh, some other pain, then we can't address those pains. We can only make accusations. So, so we're making the accusation that they want power and there may, there may be some other trauma that drives that. And that's all I'm trying to do is trying to look at the possibilities and see some of the other trauma that might be involved in creating this situation. Well, I'm not a psychotherapist, so I have no clue of, uh, how to analyze their behavior, but it if given the possibility for people to sit down and talk would help and change things, I'm all for that. We have a governmental system where our elected leaders are there for that purpose. Why aren't they able to come to any sensible agreement in these matters? They're just as polarized as Everybody else, the people out on the street are just as polarized as the people within our government system. So whose responsibility is it to have these conversations and get to the real point? I, I, I mean, you know, I don't know. We basically, in a democratic society, we speak with our vote, correct? Okay. And so... I'll answer that question because you, you're making a point. Yes. Okay. Okay. We speak with our vote, and now the vote is being attacked with this legislation, people's ability to vote. How do you handle that? Okay. So I want to go back to um, you, you're not, you say you're not a psychotherapist, but you are a human being. And sure. And you know what fear does for you. You know how you act in fear. You know how you act in anger. I mean, you mm-hmm. use those 
you use that knowledge in assessing sure. the behavior of other people. Yes. So, so I'm not asking you to be a psychotherapist. I'm asking you to be a human being. I'm asking you to look within yourself and mm -hmm. ask yourself, what would you do in that situation? If you were afraid, just like you probably have some fear about um, what this, this order does to the black vote, what this does to black people all over the country. If it mm -hmm. happens in one state, it happens in another state. Sure. Exactly. So, so fear is something that you can relate to. Mm -hmm. And so what you would like is you'd like some, some recognition of the things that you think are going to be negative are negatively going to impact you that causes you unrest so that you can on a daily basis feel comfortable in a society that you help build. Mm -hmm. Now we have, we have, we have, they have something going on that we don't have going on. They've had everything work in their favor for so many years. It's just expected. Mm -hmm. And now to have to share that creates another kind of anxiety. And so we can continue to point fingers at each other. And, and, and so I understand when you say, um, you, you, you expect somebody to, um, want to, um, compromise with you and that you shouldn't be the one always compromising. But the, the bigger person in the room has to be the bigger person in the room. But what is the compromise in this conversation as far as denying people to vote? So, so what's the compromise? So we, 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 we know that this will cause that kind of impact. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to deny that. Um, and so, So the work has to be had to be done before now so that we didn't get to this point. But we need to do some work now so that we don't slide any further backwards. Mm -hmm. So the issue that that Donald Trump presents is Donald Trump is what happens when you have privilege unchecked. Donald Trump for so long, things have worked out, just worked out because he's white. He's a rich white man. Things have worked out. So then to have to deal with things not working out, which is the election, I mean, take the short, just take the short thing. Um, he didn't think he was going to get elected. So they say. He probably didn't. He, he might have, but he got elected. He got elected 
when multiple candidates prior before him was sunk by scandals. Mm -hmm. They got sunk by those scandals. He didn't get sunk by any of his scandals. Nothing. He said, I can shoot a man on Fifth Street and nothing would happen. Do you believe that? I don't even want to try to answer that question. <laughs> we know That's that justice scary. in this country for rich people is different than it is for poor people. So for him to say that, there was a comfortableness mm -hmm. with the world that he lived in around the things that he believed. Mm -hmm. So, so when you say he was a dictator, I'm saying he was a recipient of white privilege. Mm -hmm. Sure. Because he believed everything that he believed was right, was right. Because there was no, never, hardly ever any pushback or any penalty for the actions that he had. He cheated on his taxes. He was able to get out of it. He, he well, where was the proof? What was the proof that, that he cheated on his taxes? Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so... So there were several articles um, about in the New York Times, in the New York Post, in the Washington Post, in the Huffington Post, about tricks and tips and tricks that he used to save on his taxes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when I say cheated on his taxes, I mean he took um, tax credits that he probably wasn't truly owed but found a way to, to get without it coming down and, and, and creating a, an illegal, uh, you know, something in the law. Mm -hmm. Okay. So has he, has he been convicted in a court of tax fraud? As far as I know, he has not. Correct. As far as I so, know. So I will have to apologize then if you want to hold me to the letter of law, as far as, me saying he cheated on his taxes. No, that's that wasn't the point at all. I'm just okay. saying uh, the the point is the fact that these guys don't have to present their taxes for scrutinization. Therefore, a lot of stuff gets overlooked. If we change that, maybe we can uh, have some uh, stop some things in the future. That's my point. I, I I and I won't argue that with you. I think the. If we if we make the system fair from top to bottom, mm -hmm. so we we know that um, um, a police officer gets his son off of a parking ticket or a drive you know or a speeding ticket or a DUI ticket um, mm -hmm. because they know someone you know you know they're 
not just the police officer, but the lawyers and doctors and oh. Indian chiefs, because they know someone in the right position, um, they escape punishment mm -hmm. for some of the things that they do. Yeah. And, and we see it so much happen so much. We think that the system is, doesn't work anymore. And yet we see that the prison population is the highest of any industrialized nation. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's a shame. So, So I'm trying to get back to getting to the roots of things so that, so that we start from a framework of what is, what is right? What is true? What is reality? Mm -hmm. Dealing with people's, people are complicated and they're messy. I get that. I, I really get that but we have to be able to reach out to each other to get things done and 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 so so I'm trying to make sure that I don't point the finger and say what someone else is doing and not doing if I'm not willing to do the work to try to get to understand where they are and why they've gotten where they are and how they've gotten there and what are their triggers? Yeah, I think uh, the one thing you mentioned a while back uh, is white power, white privilege being an issue. And until we that's fully addressed, until more people, more white people decide that that needs to change it's going to be hard for us to get sit down and really work things out because at the end of the day, you know, it's top down, you know, the system we're under and it's unbalanced. It's not fair. And that's why losing power is threatening to people, you know, and people in government want to hold on to power, you know, and they definitely want to keep certain people out of office. Therefore, they feel they got to keep certain people from voting. So how do we have that conversation in a real sense until we deal with why we feel that way? How we get there, I don't know. Well, I think you, you're doing it right now. I think, I think you're, and I'm trying to have a, that honest conversation with you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, so that so that we're saying the things that we think are true and right and just and it and it it sets us up for a framework of starting the conversation i'm i'm trying not to be accusatory to the the republicans and and it's not because i want to offer them shelter it's that i want to mm -hmm. make sure that when I address their issues that I've given every opportunity to looking at, I, 
did was I wrong? Did I do my due diligence in trying to understand the the stand the, the viewpoint that this person is coming from? Sure. Absolutely. I can't live your experiences, but I can try to connect with them. I don't know what it's like to live white privilege. No, I think that's hard for us to get in that position, but from where we are, but I, I think it's awful cold hearted mean for to propose legislation that would deny a person in line waiting to vote a drink of water. I, agree I just, with you. I can't relate to that. I agree with you. I can't, I can't either. And I, I agree with you. Where does that come from? And that's what I, I'm trying to, I mean, I can, I can look at it and say, I don't care. Um, but when you, when you have people in a position where they can sign into law, the kinds of laws that they just signed into law, and that they're trying to implement all across the country. I don't know if I have the luxury to say, I don't care what you think. Because they're doing things that are damaging to the democracy. Absolutely. And I think until we've got enough people that can stop that kind of behavior to ensure that we water democracy that we let it flourish that it that it be the best that it can be then i don't know if i have the luxury to just ignore certain aspects of these people's these people of people's behavior mm -hmm. on on who have opposing views because that's obviously extremely serious to them that they would put into place laws that that they've been told has the potential to harm other folks yeah even folks that might agree with them even folks that might agree with them mhm mm and and so and so that's, I guess that's kind of where I wanted to get to is just, you know, maybe I want to, maybe I'm not saying I want to cross over to the other side. I don't want to believe what they believe, but I want to find out what motivates you to do that. You want to understand them, why they believe that. Why they, why do you want to, why are you willing to cause this much harm to other people mm -hmm. who live in the same country that you do is responsible for helping create this society to protect it, to defend it, to go out and spend money and open businesses to be a part of the society. And you want to deny them the possibility of participating in it. Yeah. What type of mindset, uh, is that where you just closed, you know, you don't want to accept people that are different from you. I don't know. Alrighty. So we've actually reached an hour. Um, 
again, I apologize for blurting out. Um, I don't, so we'll take that offline. Um, do you guys have any other uh, last statements before we get out of here? And we'll be back tomorrow. So uh, tomorrow we've got uh, good intentions. Um, and uh, I will have on my big boy hat tomorrow. So I'll be um, making sure that, that I'm leading the discussion so that we can at least address those particular issues. Um, mm -hmm. Did you guys have any other comments that you wanted to add? I didn't. I don't have any others. All righty. So I want to thank everybody for joining us this afternoon. And we will be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. Central, Central Time with good intentions. We've got a lot of great shows coming up. Uh, we've got a lot of guests uh, booked. I will be able to tell you more about those tomorrow. Um, and again, we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Altitude Adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and Twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Play Music Store, to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.